Welcome to the Positive Star Wars Monthly Senate Podcast. Lucky, lucky, Senate. Decent Jedi arriving. That's quite appropriate for this um, this month to have an echo in the in the house. Um, I have so a hunter are, in the house. Yes, <laughs> here we are gathered again, everybody, for the monthly chat of all things Star Wars, and it is a select group again this month uh, of myself, Stephen, that is Ron, and Ricky. Hello. And I think, as it's a small uh, group of us, and as, of course, um, things are just kicked off with the Bad Batch, I think we should probably just launch straight into discussing things about about that and then see how things go. Maybe a bit of High Republic near the latter end of discussions, because I suppose myself and Ricky are still plowing through the content and all that. Yeah, I'm looking at Chapter 5. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm chapter 14 of it in Dark. So we're, we're, we're getting there. But we should start off with the Bad Batch. We started off with that 70-minute spectacular, if I, as I was call it, which I think was actually called Aftermath. I'm just looking here now at some stuff. I didn't realise it had a title. I never really thought about it. And then there was, the, in the same week, a couple of days ago, there was the second episode, which was, uh, what was that called? Cut and Run, of course. It's easy to remember because they're the puns in the, puns in the title name. Puns uh, are always good in the title name. Yes. It took, <laughs> me while, it took me a while. I was halfway through the episode and I thought, why don't they call this one Cut and Run? Then I realised that, obviously, that's the uh, Bad Batch gang going to that planet C-19 or J-19, whatever it was. We probably uh, should say that there's uh, going to be um, spoilers. Well, yes, I'm probably said spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead, spoilers before, spoilers during, spoilers afterwards, spoilers everywhere. So the first one is just basically starting off with just at the end of the Clone Wars to on the planet Kana, and we see Kanan, aka Kano Doom, and his Jedi Master, whose name I can't see here at the moment. Is Devil Balaba? Is uh, yeah, that's her. That's my yeah, other tongue, tongue trust, isn't it? And then, uh, and then of course, Order sixty six happens during that moment. Everything goes a bit pear shaped. The uh, sort of the bad batch are sort of there, oblivious to what's going on. Pretty much, Kanon runs away. Bad batch head back, effectively to Camino. And then we've got all this, them trying to work out what's going on, what's their fate. They meet up with that, uh, who I thought was a boy, but it's a girl, Amiga. Um, yeah, I should have bet you on that. You were really adamant that it was a boy. <laughs> I was for a while until they, they said she or something like that. And uh, yeah, basically they go off on a little mission. 
and that's when they sort of uh, realize the the empire is not the republic and then they go back to get Amiga, Omega even then they're off on their own basically and along those lines we have what's it called crosshair 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 I was going to say crosswire but that would that would be quite true as well crosshair is the uh bad bad batch one who gets a real boost of his reprogramming and he effectively stays behind as a disciple of the empire so i will say i thoroughly enjoyed the first one i thought it was immaculate and my expectations were low coming into it given that i didn't didn't as a lot of people said didn't really um connect with the bad batch from the clone wars much um, but this, I thought the first episode was absolutely amazing from start to finish. I was absolutely hooked in it all. It's just, it's strange because it's like the third incarnation of the Bad Batch. Because, I mean, my our first impression was from the Unfinished Story Reels. Because you guys watched those, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I when those came out, I wasn't really like into them at all. And then, But the Clone Wars episode kind of made it a little better. Um, they, they were actually pretty, pretty good as they were fully rendered out. But... Yeah, this one, this just looks great. Like, the whole show just... And then, you know, all the connections that they're trying to put in there, too. But, um... Yeah, I'm starting to actually like the characters now. <laughs> but, uh, but they are a, a lot more interesting, for sure. Yeah, they fleshed them out really good. And they all... Well, I don't know, I mean, Hunter... Who just, Hunter seems like a father character to... You know, in the group sort of thing. And uh, he seems a lot more... Well, I just... I just just seem completely different to um, how I remember them in 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 the clone. Well, not completely different. Yeah, they were they a lot. They seemed a lot meaner in uh, in the Clone Wars episode. Like you know, they they couldn't be bothered with anybody, or you know, they didn't listen to anyone, and they just kind of did their own thing. But yeah, they kind of made them a little bit more, uh, I guess, human. Mm. Yeah. But so maybe I guess that that might be the war taking the toll on them and them seeing a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. Don't you think it's the war? Don't you think it's Order sixty six and everything that just changed is is oh well, yeah that woken yeah. them up or otherwise otherwise got them in a, a different spot because they are definitely different from from what we see in their introductions as like you mm-hmm. guys said that they're very uh very gruff and and don't take anything from anybody in their introduction as they needed to be but yeah we'll see some character growth kind of quickly but still cool because it makes some characters that definitely have their definitely have their place and definitely have their character moments character arcs i was quite surprised and, and really taken aback at the timeline that they you know that first episode man they just they jumped right into it i, I yeah. thought mm-hmm. there was going to be a little bit of a burn till we got to order 66 but it was it was right there in your face in the first five minutes and it's still it's very cool star wars storytelling to see the different different areas you know the universe or whatever to see it from different angles because it's still just as chilling when you know what's coming for order 66 it still it still gets to me a little bit but it uh, I, I really appreciated that and really appreciated the sort of Easter egg. I didn't know that was going to happen with Caleb. Oh, yeah. Recognized, recognized his voice immediately. And I'm like, Caleb, I think that's Caleb. Caleb, you know, I think that's um, a kind of yeah. name. I think that's Kane. You know, watching with my daughter, I was like, yeah, we definitely him. Recognize his voice. And so, yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun little uh, tie in and, and, and keeping things together. Really, really appreciate that. So, sorry. It sounds like it seen some online chatter. It, 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 um, strays a little bit from what was in place in the comics it doesn't sound like it completely changes what was in no it doesn't no, no it's pretty it's, much it's off a little bit but you know that's fine 
I think it's, as I say, as, a, as, as retconning goes, it's very insignificant, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's Order 66 still happens, exactly, you know, and wherever, wherever it is, it's still going to be the clones, you know, popping the absolute bullet holes in in the Jedi Master, whoever it should It was just a couple name. more uh, clones that he ran by, you know? Yeah. In the comic, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah I, mean, no, if, I was, if, like, if, so excited if, at that part. If yeah, it's like if they're caught up with Kano and Kano and Kano are gone with them and they take them somewhere, yeah. well, that would be a that, good, that would be a complete um, uh, change from the comic. But effectively, it doesn't really make a lot of difference. And probably um, you could say the comic might be a bit more from Kano's point of view when it was just an absolute chaos when the uh, when the clones suddenly turned. It's just funny because we just um, watched those. You know, somebody had put the motion comic on uh, on YouTube, so you know, and I got the link, so we watched it. And my, I have the first issue of the Kanan um, comic book, but like we all, all the three of us, me, my wife, and, and I, we all watched it together. And and so when the episode started, started doing that, like we looked at each other, like, are they really gonna show his backstory? You know, like what happened? Like that, that's so cool. Like I thought that was a really nice thing that they they did to, you know, to tie out to tie it together. And uh, I, I mean, I guess we did see Kanan and his master in those last Ahsoka episodes, you know, when they showed the, um, they were at the round table that they showed her in episode three. They were like kind of in the background. Yeah. I think she was there, but about in rebels, he definitely mentioned how he, what he saw or something. Right. I don't think they showed anything, a flashback or anything, but he definitely told the story, right? Yeah. Uh, He, he, Mm. well, I mean, they kind of just allude to the fact that he didn't like the clones because they turned on him, you know? And then, Oh, you know what the inquisitor does? in Rebels, I thought he told the story of, of what transpired or something to, to the, that effect. Yeah, the, he he did. He glanced over it with uh, Ezra, but the Inquisitor like kept teasing him about him running away and being a coward. Yeah, being a coward, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and now his master told him and to. And letting his master die, and it was his fault, yeah. Yeah, he was just trying – right, that's what it was. The Inquisitor was just trying to egg him on and, and get mm-hmm. him to off, off his game a little bit. Um, that – was saying saying those sorts sorts of things or whatever. It, I just I was really taken aback. I I mean I, it's not Baby Yoda level um surprise or whatever, but I didn't think uh, we didn't see any chatter like that. We didn't know anything like that was mm. going to happen. Like, yeah. Was there any no. rumors or, or leaks or anything like that? No, so I know. No, I know. I I was really I I really enjoyed it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I was very happy to see that 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 fun little tie. Likewise, episode two. I don't mean to jump ahead, but with cut, you know, just getting some 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 it, it, yeah. it is. It is Clone Wars, you know, part two or whatever you want to say. Mm. It is a 2.0 kind of thing, or whatever, because they're tying some of those things in or using them as stories. I think that's awesome. Well, especially from one of those quote unquote like, filler episodes, which was like kind of like the Cut Laquane episode of Clone Wars that, you know, all these little yeah, things. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a very good point that, right, that while that was being argued back at the time, oh, what do we need this story of some clone that deserve whatever? Yeah, now yeah. it carries some weight. Now it has some value to it that. Yeah, I was, ne- I was, I will never be somebody that says filler episode because no, or complains about filler episode because it's a story, it's a big story, and you don't know the whole story. So just yeah. let it be told and 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 enjoy a new a new enjoy a new Star Wars story this week. I, I think that's something cool that Filoni does too. Like he'll create something in there that you can go back to later that has nothing to do with the whole main story, but it's still a good story that they could, you know. So I, I, that I was watching it with my, my nephew and, and uh, brother-in-law, and I was telling him, that's the beauty of Star Wars storytelling. That is the quintessential. You fought in the Clone Wars with my father. You know, it was glossed over in A New Hope. It's a one-line throwaway that you don't go back to at all. But uh, however many years later do we finally get what that line meant or whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm like you, Ricky. I love the, the sort of nod and the 
something that was said or something that existed in episodes ago or seasons ago or different yeah. even different even shows or kind of thing whatever that they go back and tie it into the universe that's awesome that's star wars storytelling and then like if you were you know there's a lot of people that, that never you know gave clone wars time of day you know because it's yeah you know, they're adult and they're you know it's a cartoon but just to see that kind of a i guess like a payoff as a fan to like oh i remember that episode you know that that's something that you have to explain to people you know it's always fun to have to explain to people stuff that happens in star wars no I very much agree like <laughs> it is a bit of a payoff to, to being a fan yeah. we did watch those against those that didn't go like oh they feel behind or whatever and we know what's going on even though i didn't yeah. watch it 100 times i still kind of need to go back and watch it too but at least familiar with it like when they jumping ahead or whatever but they go to Onderon, you know it's like wait i know Onderon, yeah. i know going on there kind of thing whatever yeah I, I feel for those fans that you know were too cool for school and didn't give it a time of day because it was a cartoon it's like eh, it was animated but it was by no means a cartoon mm. in, in content and in, in in world building mm. those and violence and death. Was <laughs> well i only yeah, got that's... a little bit cartoony when i said as i said before when um when um, Wrecker went, went all, all Seb on us and, and knocked three clone troopers' heads together. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, My nephew loved that, you know. Yeah. That's good. You know, oh, that's... No, here we go. Um, but, yeah. Not, not to jump uh, ahead either, but, like, when, when uh, Omega's in the... It was, like, it was, like, a crops, right, that they were in there. Were those Malurons that they were growing there? I have no idea what they were. Wow. Um, yeah. The only yeah. thing I was thinking was, I don't remember them being the same crops last time around. Um but I could in a couple of years. I know it's been a while, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Crop, crop rotation's a thing in a universe far, far away too. Absolutely true. Absolutely. <laughs> I still still ain't quite worked out. I mean, and nobody, I suppose nobody really has how the Bad Batch knew how those two knew each other. Uh, but I mean, aside from the fact that you know, on Kamino, everybody knew each other pretty much. It's in, 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 in the Clone World. What, what planet was that supposed to be on? Was that Pokemon? Are you talking about uh, knew each other who, Stephen? Uh, I had the Bad Batch new cut. I kind of, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it, but as you said about it uh, now, I guess, I'm thinking that they would kind of know of clones that didn't follow the clone path, the regs. They would know about non-regs, so they would kind of know about this deserter because that was a non-reg thing to do. Yeah, but well, yeah, that's like true, but they Rex have met before. People in touch, you know, too, though. Right? Doesn't seem like Rex is keeping people in touch because he talked to him too, and you know, and he yeah, does know. So they they had literally met because the children knew Rekka as Uncle Rekka. Oh but yeah, yeah, right. Wasn't just a case of knowing yeah. of each other. They they'd been there and had a little visit, and uh, you know, been for dinner and casserole and all that kind of stuff in the past. I mean, were, were there any missions on that planet though? Maybe they were just sent there to do something, and they well, were they could have been, the same yeah. way. They, they could have been, yes. So I was thinking the clones were all the same age. That's how they knew him. But right, the kids definitely uh, yeah. drop a lot of Uncle Wrecker and all excited to see him. So maybe J Nine's a place where the Bad Batch goes to chill, hang out, lay low, actually, just, refuel just, anything. Just thinking back to that Clone Wars episode when it was when I think it was Rex who went there. It injured, yeah. wasn't it? They helped him out. Didn't Rex not tell anybody else about Cut being there at the end? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. He was torn. He was torn with it. He was going to turn him in, but then eventually he learned of the family, learned of Cut's, um, you know, dedicate and Cut then rescued him or whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever. So he ultimately yes. chose to hold on to that little nugget of info. So if if he didn't tell anybody, how did they know about each other then? Am I missing something here? No, I don't no, think, I you think are. they knew him separate. I don't think very valid, valid question. Very valid question. 
it, it doesn't seem like it's like they they're mutual acquaintances, but I don't think Rex went around telling people about them. You know, well, no, I'm pretty sure Rex didn't tell them. Maybe, maybe I can understand. Maybe it might come up in conversation uh, at some point that you know Rex knew that the uh, um, or might have figured out that the uh, the Bad Batch were, were you know different to the to the normal clones. They they're not going to be as interested in reporting the knowledge of a deserter um, as much. Um, but exactly when, but it's not just knowing, is it? They'd actually hung out there, stayed over a night or whatever. Yeah, um, that they were really familiar with them. And, I mean, I have no problem with that happening, but I'm just trying to think, how did it How did it come about? That, that backstory isn't quite fleshed out enough for me to quite get my head around how, how they were all so chummy, especially given what hen- happened at the end of that Clone Wars episode. And then yeah. you have in the second episode of Bad Batch where... I know, I know um, some of the Bad Batch had different COVID on and stuff, but a lot of the clones didn't recognise them. And yet, uh, in, in the previous episode, everybody knows who the, knows who the Bad Batch is. So there's, I'm not sure if it's necessarily inconsistencies, but... Um... It's incongruent anyway, for sure. Because I kind of wondered that too, is, is, the, is, is Hunter's walking around in, in, in open, you know, he doesn't have a hat on like tattoo Hutt face. Hutt does. Yeah, they're kind of, I mean, I think, but they then I'm, I'm also wondering whether the programming has, because I was just reading something on the um, Star Wars guide where they talk. Um, let me see if I just find it here. They they mention that um, after the Jedi's influence is gone and the, um, the Order sixty six is uh, um, um, ordered, that um, a lot of the um, individuality about the clones is removed. They all be brought back to just your normal clean white hmm. um clone trooper stuff well, that is, so yeah. so i wish i hadn't thought about it until i read that here so the, the fact is i think that once because once order 66 has been um issued and that extra programming has come in i think a lot of that individuality and friendships and all that kind of stuff has just been eliminated from their um their main thoughts and they're just you know what they well, were to start off with individual clones couldn't couldn't there be something to the order 66 had him execute that order and sort of rebooted them factory yes. refresh you know did a, did a box fresh uh, reset uh, to default so that right all that individuality all of any of the previously shared stories or shared knowledge doesn't uh, influence them because they've definitely seen where the clones can spin off and, and get yeah. influential i kind of suspect that's why where Tarkin's gonna gonna you know we obviously have to figure out or see some sort of uh, development as to why Tarkin and why the Empire gets away from clones. I was a little dismayed to hear there was a line in there. Basically, it came to you know it was almost a real world kind of thing where it came down to a budgetary thing. Tarkin's talking mm. to the Kaminoans, going, "Yeah, you know the Empire yeah, is too him. expensive," <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, that can't be the reason why we get from clones to the conscripted stormtroopers it can't be a budgetary thing they got plenty he's the emperor now he can make all the money you know that that one that line didn't sit with me too well i think there was always a thing with the clones where i mean the camino especially especially as tarkin's pet product is a death star how much did that cost yeah (laughs) well you know as soon as you said that that sparked my sparked uh, an idea well maybe that's where they do need the money for the death star and not clones but yeah that that was but that's an interesting thought. You know, I had a thought. I don't know that it's ever been um, really described or whatever. Somewhere, you know, what's that? There's a scene in Revenge of the Sith where they're all on the bridge and they're overlooking the the very, very basic uh, framework of a Death Star. 
you know, is that a jump ahead? How much time has elapsed? You know, that we need to be seeing. We need to see that to some extent because we just saw Order 66 happen. We just saw uh, Palpatine, you know, say he's taken over and, and creating a new galactic empire. So that scene in, in, in Revenge of the Sith is coming up here in the Bad Batch timeline as well. That somewhere yeah. out there is a Hulk of a framework of a Death Star. But th- that also could have been a jump ahead. We don't really know in Revenge of the we Sith. Have, we've discussed that before in here, haven't we? I can't remember yeah, what yeah. position we came to on it all. Um, it, it could still be either way, but I got a feeling that someone said at the time that it had been put somewhere in the, it was more clear in the novel that it wasn't a jump forward. It was happening, you know, just not long at, in the same, well, the same it has time. To, it has, yeah, it's in the same time, but it has to be some bit of jump forward because Vader just got his suit on Mustafar and is the very next uh jump to hyperspace to get on the bridge of that thing and go see that you know there had there had to be some time between between becoming vader and mustafar and padme no yes and 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 getting onto the bridge of that ship and for everybody to change all their uniform and for these imperial star destroyers which you know it wasn't before it's republic star destroyers before that which no completely different well not you know they're they're quite different to me and you um compared to the imperial star destroyers um so they were quite clearly in an imperial one come that end scene um, that's interesting yeah i had to look at look at someone look at it a lot closer because there was definitely a transition because you, you see it in tarkin or whatever there was definitely a very slow burn transition of the republic looking like just the regular uh human people or whatever their uniforms starting to look a little more and more closer to imperial but you're right at that end of the scene if they're if that's full-on imperial regalia inside of their uniforms and stuff it that's what dictates it to be a bit of a jump ahead because yeah that was just moments before republic stuff so yeah there's definitely how long do you think it took for obi-wan to get to tatooine with you know with luke like it could have took a little bit, especially now knowing about the chain code thing and how hard it is to get off world and everything. You know, well, he didn't have any. He wouldn't have had any difficulty getting off a of Mustafar. Well, no, and, he was on a ship already. Yeah. Yeah, and he wouldn't have had any travel traveling to Tatooine out in the desert and then getting off there. But yeah, this 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 new way of traveling and transports and stuff definitely makes for a new, a bit of a new wrinkle of sorts. But I'm well, sure it's all going to be well fleshed out as we move forward. I was almost going to say, don't have a drinking game in that second episode over the words chain code. <laughs> chain code. Uh, my third of the first time round, I think I thought, how many more times are they going to mention this chain code? It's like every chain every codes. other sentence. Yeah. Chain codes. Yeah, I think they say don't have a drinking game over that because they must say it about forty or fifty times in an episode. Chain codes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Whenever they say clones, don't do that either. <laughs> Chain codes. Yeah. yeah. It was, I agree, Stephen. It was. It was. They were really hampering on the. You, you can't do much of anything without a chain code. Do you have your chain code? Was there, code any, was there any mention code? of a chain code before Mandalorian? Say again. Was there any mention of a chain code before that Mandalorian episode with Boba Fett? Because that's that's the first. Well, it's not the same thing, is it? It's not. A link it's, no, it code. is. It's the same or, thing. He I just has his it? in his armor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I always thought that was sort of like his sort of the bounty sort of. Chain. No, no, it was his chain code showing who he right. was and his designation, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That'd be a. I did not did not pick up on that. That's a no. cool, clever clever thing there. That see how that works. So yeah, yeah the, the tech was be able a... to forge him right quick. It was a little, you know, but it's new technology and this whatever this chain code thing is or whatever. So it's it's basically like an ID card thing, I guess. But maybe it shows your lineage. Who knows? So I mean, tech would have had to like make up all that stuff. 
Otherwise, you can just give anybody a number, and then that you know. I did find it interesting that the one clone, right as he's about to board the ship, kind of thought Cut looked looked yeah. familiar. You know, how many other clones have seen him that nobody else thought to say that, or maybe the hat, you know, helped. He was, yeah, he was covering his face the whole time. Yeah. I think that's where we go back to that reprogramming. I think it hasn't really been explained. That I say it has really wiped, not so much wiped. Well, it has, in some respects, wiped the memory. It's made them very much a, um, made the clones a very much more, um, well, what they were there for, brute force and uh, you know, blur- and uh, shooting things and that kind of stuff, and not so much about brothers together and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, they've just forgot. They've just that too. And I think yeah. during that second episode, he was always with his family, so that would sort of skew the context of what he looks like, but when he's when he's caught to speak that, hey, you look like he's by himself, his family's already boarded the ship, so he's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, that yeah. clone that sees him, impressions, it doesn't really see that he's got a, a Twi'lek wife and kids or whatever, that, uh, that you know, he's he by himself, so it is a bit of a different context for him there. Is Ron Bot back? Got a little bit rumbot there. Rumbot, a little bit, little bit rumbot. Oh, am I losing? Oh, dear. you were just for a second there, yeah. But um, I think how much time do we think passed during ep- not episode? When I say episode one. I don't mean episode episode one, episode one, episode one of the Bad Batch because there's got to be a, a reasonable time period yeah. from Order sixty six at the start until where we get to at the end. Like, were they traveling through hyperspace, or did they just, you know, go sublight engines? Like, how long did it take for them to get there? And how far out is that? They head right there at, at the end of uh Oh yeah, they did go to the hyperspace. They should they should be there right quick, I would think. I don't think a whole lot of time's transpired. Hmm. I mean in terms of, you know, talking talking turning off and saying it's now time to start thinking about the clones and let's have a look at this bad batch and stuff and uh and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, oh, and then, you know, the chain codes, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. How much time period is gone in that first episode? We're talking six months. Well, I mean, months. I don't think they're they're certainly not for days. You know, they're not doing anything on the fly. This is all had been planned out. You know, for well, yes, but you'd have to have a whole forever. a whole lot of uniforms hiding around. You know, a great big changing room of period uniforms and uh, and and weaponry and stuff ready to go out, and all those. Uh, Imperial um, cruisers hiding away somewhere so well, you can just them out and destroy the getting, getting all that stuff ready. That was Order sixty five. Was getting the pants and then Order sixty four <laughs> was getting the you know the button shirts. I mean that's sure. something that's not really been explained. I mean I can understand it might transition, but the, everything we've seen so far it seems just to go from Republic to Imperial and that yeah, was no, Stephen always, always with always with the logistics of things because yeah no that's a very good point because like like. In episode two, they kind of already have a um, um, a checkpoint where people have to go through, and the and the troopers up there, you know, on high, looking down on people, checking their chain codes and stuff. It's like, you know, they have they they do have stuff in place right quick, don't they? But yeah. uh, that might have been part of uh, Emperor's uh, Palpatine's plan to know that when he once he does order execute sixty six, he's got to put well, things on lockdown. Cut did start saying that they had, for the past week or so, I don't know what he said, if he said week, but um, that they had been in, impounding ships, you know, and now they're starting to do that chain code thing. Because so, they needed well, yeah, ships. They did say they, they just still... started that, but yeah, how long, wonder how long, yeah, was, did that start happening before 66 or would have happened right as 66 yeah. happened? So yeah, it depends 66. how much time they were at the base, after, at Camino after, um, 
you know, 466 happened? Like, how long were they actually there? You know, I'm just surprised they, also. All that, that training would have took a while. I'm just surprised also that the Bad Batch's um, ship wasn't um, on any wanted list when they go to, um, you know, like impound it and stuff. They didn't know that that was their ship because that was well, their I ship, wasn't it? I think they're in the early stages of trying to figure out, and that's why yeah. they're doing this identifying ships and like the Razor yeah. like, pre-whatever, pre-Empire, so it didn't didn't have a something something. So I, I think they're in the early stages of trying to be able to. Yeah, because he was surprised they wanted a, they wanted a code from him when they came on the planet. He was like surprised. They're like, "What? We never had to do this before." They would just let them come in and out whenever they wanted. Camino on Camino, yes. Yeah, and I'm yes. assuming that's that. Yeah, I mean the one going back to the. The thing about the budget stuff, I mean, I, I think that kind of might be part of it, too, you know, because they're trying to make all the resources go to the Death Star now. But I think if you watch, you know, if you watch the Clone Wars when they're training the clones, you know, the, especially the first episodes with like fives and, you know, and all them and Echo and everyone when they're doing the Domino Squad, the, the Kaminoans like pulled a lot of weight. Pretty much the Jedi were listening to them. So I think Tarkin trying to get them out of the picture is kind of, you know, an easy thing for him to do. You know, to just be more commanding over the clones and just pretty much just go in and take over the whole facility. So I think that's well, probably the the end game there. And I think there were somebody, some there was some comment somewhere, something to the effect of, well, wait, if they can be programmed to do Order sixty six and turn on the people that they've been protecting and fighting alongside for years, what's to say they couldn't do that to the Empire? So you know, is there some leeriness of the Kaminoans mm. and their ability to program this chip or whatever? Yeah. To, to do something like that and uh, although that seems still seems to be so much better than conscripted people that but although i guess the conscripted people are followers and believers in what you have to say versus you know clones programmed and trained to believe you and could be turned on a dime so i think that's what we're going to see in this bad batch series is how the empire gets to you know, gets away from clones why it gets away from clones and and goes to stormtroopers Maybe uh, the Kaminoans have their own orders implemented in the in those chips, and we might get an Order 67. It's, prob- <laughs> it's probably for what we said about 10 minutes or so ago. It's probably the reason is money and for the Death Star. They think, no, if, if they've got the Death Star in, in use, they don't need prop, yeah. you know, they don't need top quantity troopers. They just need... Stormtroopers. Just yeah. need stormtroopers, yeah. They don't need any expensive clones who are hotshot stuff because the Death Star itself would be enough of a deterrent to anybody oh, I, I just got like a weird theory okay hear me out this is kind of weird okay so omega right so Go for she's it. kind of like force sensitive i mean not really force sensitive but she can pretty much read what the clones are doing you know she's kind of linked to them right because she in the first episode she kind of knew what they were all thinking what if she's the contingency plan from the kaminoans to turn them back against the empire so then when you start getting stormtroopers then you have this war between stormtroopers and clone troopers and they just take them all out. That that's something that might, or I can just be completely crazy. Well, she had some repentry. It is Omega, so it's like the end. program, didn't she? Because she pulled that blaster out and used it, and she yeah. said that she already knew how to do that. What if she's like a part of mind control for the the camera? I kind of, I kind of, my theory, working theory to some extent is, is she might be a little bit of all of them. That she's. She's a yeah. little tech. She's a little sharpshooter or sniper. She's a little hunter where she can sense things. You know, we we we're, we've been I've been hearing some chatter of force sensitivity, and I don't believe that to be the case yeah. or whatever. But she's got hunter's ability to recognize electric magnetic fields and vibrations and all this sort of stuff. Sniper's ability, and we might even see her have some wrecker ability to you know 
whatever kind of thing. She's obviously not mature enough or, you know, built enough to be able to do anything Wrecker might do kind of thing. But that's my take on why she connects with them since she's a genetically modified or whatever. And yeah, there's definitely something to Omega equating to last um, mm. and, and all of that. The the whole female versus male clone thing, I think is an interesting, will be an interesting wrinkle in the future somewhere when that gets explained too. I'm looking forward to see what they're going, what they went for, or, you know, why that's a thing uh, for the last clone, she- if you will, so to speak. And she's obviously very recently off the production line because she's still a child. Um, so she hasn't been around for that long, even with their accelerated growth and all that kind of stuff. Right. So she's only, a, you know, at most a year of the, the production line. Growth. Sorry? I wonder. I wonder if she does have the accelerated growth. Well, I mean, well, either way, she's not. She's pretty, pretty recently yeah. off the production line, isn't she? Well, she looks uh, to be as old as Boba. Yeah. Um, yeah child boba or whatever so she might she might could be an unaltered uh or, you know not not she's obviously altered but not altered from a speeding up um so interesting yeah no, things that things uh, yeah cool. I, I say i know people have said it online and things i've been reading about for sensitive i uh, i i didn't really subscribe to that and seeing some people's explanations i think it's even more extremely unlikely, as, as people have said that she, why she would, does have some anything to do with Palpatine stuff. Why yeah, they're stretching. Like, they're they're reaching yeah. so hard. They want to desperately tie tie this to because of Snoke and Palpatine and being. I mean, it's a just a bit too early, early, isn't it? It's yeah, just, it's, it's well, just yeah, too early. Yeah, that's way too early for that, and that that is just too direct a thing or whatever. And that would Star Wars storytelling is not going to give you that answer to Snoke and Palpatine coming back kind of thing, you know, this quickly. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think she has any. There might be a nugget or two or something or whatever from a cloning the Kaminoans because if they destroy if they just if Tarkin pulls a Tarkin and just full on destroys um, Kamino, you know, that destroys cloning facilities and cloning tech and all that and they and Palpatine needs that. So, yeah, there's there might be a tie, but I don't see this up. I don't see this series being a direct tie you, to the sequel trilogy. But what, to help do you think they'll have to go back to Camino? You think they're going to show Lamsu and? The... I think they'll. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, there's definitely, definitely some more soap opera to the Kaminoans and them realizing they're being betrayed, or Tarkin's trying yeah. to get out of, out from under the contract, or not be a part of things or whatever. Yeah, I definitely think we end up back in Camino. I would think they're clearly not stupid. They knew the first yeah. time around. No, that's why they have the, that they were yeah, doing things a little bit under the boards and that because they knew all that. So the, the yeah. chances are high that they've got some sort of contingency. Well, uh, so to that, how about the one Camino? I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but she was kind of the 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 mom of Omega or whatever. You know, was directing okay. Omega. She let the she helped the uh, help them escape. Yeah. yeah. Escape. So see, that was, and I knew time, right? that was the same one from episode two, right? Lama Su, she was on Clone Wars too. She was like the main. You have the prime minister. Lama Su, was that Lama Su? And I thought I saw inconsistency in that first episode because when they park the when they land to go get Omega, they they park their ship. They don't fly it into the hangar. But yet, when the the trying to go the the clones and um, sharpshooters trying to to go get them or whatever, they say close the outer doors or whatever, and that's what she blocks. But I'm like, well, they weren't in a hangar anyway, because I thought that was odd that they parked outside and then opened a hangar. But obviously, there might have been some other doors or something else. They were there for a while though, right? Wasn't it no, they landed and went in to find Omega and got captured. Oh, okay. So maybe they, somebody pulled the ship inside the hangar. Maybe yeah. that's what happened while they were well, in the it was break. raining. It's, well, always, were, it's always raining there. <laughs> imagine, imagine a sunny, clear, sunny day on, on Camino. It's never going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they wanted Amiga to get away, 
Um, they obviously knew how, how a future on the planet was was. Well, but they made risk. it. Sorry, they made it out like the one Kaminoan kind of did it without the other. Yeah, the, the prime minister. The prime minister in that Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and why so, did she mean, have her shadow? Her, you know, like as her apprentice, pretty much. That's, that's kind of. There's something going on there. You know, they're 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 probably gonna expand on that. Well, I don't know, maybe yeah, the end of the season, they, maybe. You know. Oh sure. Do we know I how think, many seasons are doing of this? I don't think we know anything like that. Yeah, do we? Don't we know the episodes of it? Do we? Sixteen is what I've I've seen, read, or otherwise chatter about. Uh, seasons wise, yeah, I don't think we know how many how many seasons. But you know, even if it's one at sixteen, they could tell a lot. But yeah. you know, I, I would suspect uh, two, if not three. So uh, if they consistently are fifteen, sixteen, that's a, that's a lot of story to be told. Yeah, they, yeah. That, there's a lot of good. Stuff I'm just trying can. to think about the bits and bobs I've read online about what happened, what's happening in in the non-canon world to the Caminos. I mean, there was stuff that apparently happened in the um to the Battlefront mm-hmm. game and stuff, and in that one, I think the Empire requisitioned some of the Caminos cloning technology, and that went off yeah, to Mexico always... and stuff. Wasn't there like a thing where they got they got destroyed? Like they, you know, the Empire destroyed like, the facility. But you got to think that they got to think that the Camino's um, future is not looking very good mm-hmm. <laughs> from now on. Um, if they don't get good. shut down, I would think there would be too much of a risk for the Empire. You could just could see them being absolutely obliterated at some point. Or maybe they'll destroy themselves. Who knows? You know, who knows? Well, so, right. I'm sure all the EU and everything in order to answer. Yeah. You don't have clones anymore going forward in Empire or anything like that. It has to be destroyed. It has to be there has to be a, a, a in-universe reason why they don't exist anymore. But although Dexter Jester says, you know, them Kaminoans are pretty good or cloners, damn good ones too. Like there's somebody else in the galaxy that does it, but they're not yeah. as good. So you know, it, it's it's mm. it, to me, it's not strictly isolated to Camino to do cloning. They're just damn good ones. So, well, I th- and I thought it was kind of funny the whole thing where Tarkin's like, "Well, we're not going to pay you either," you know. And what does Dexter say? He's like, "You know, Obi Wan asks if they're friendly. He's like, it depends how big your pocketbook is, you know. So mm. if you don't oh, pay yeah. them, you know, they're not your friend anymore. <laughs> so yeah, they're probably coming to get, trying to think of something to get back at, at Tarkin. Or, I've always well, felt Tarkin had that line that you know is almost Disney asking the way they're um, apparently screwing over some uh, uh, authors that have written books or whatever. It's like, well, your deal was with Lucasfilm, and now we're Disney, so we don't have to honor your deal. That's about yeah. what Tarkin said. <laughs> he said, your deal was with the Republic, and the Republic is no more, and oh, you have yeah, to deal yeah. with the Empire, so pound sand. you know. So, yeah, some interesting uh, political machinations from Tarkin. But, yeah, he's he's all Tarkin this whole, this whole series so far, which is awesome. I mean, of course, in the real world, we would say, I'll get my lawyers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's not uh, who are the lawyers in in the Star Wars world that's going to be able to help the Kiminas in? Um, it's like Law and Order, Bad Batch. Well, yeah, that, yeah, would, that mean, would be a pretty boring show. <laughs> well, yes, uh, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure to see, and hope I'm pretty sure we will see a lot more of this transition. Stephen, you were um, you were asking about how they were going to do the intro, and I guess you know now. I do know. Yes, I do know. They got rid of the. They got rid of the war and the Jedi. Oh, on an attack on yeah. the planet. <laughs> yeah. it, it was. It was a very pleasant. Treat. It was great, wasn't right. it? I, much, much that annoyed me when I first watched the Clone Wars. I mean, just hearing that and start of the Bad Batch thing was just uh, brilliant. 
Oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. Was very surprised. Loved the logo, the burn in from Clone yeah. Two, yeah. Clone, uh, Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, and yeah, I was kind of wondering if that was going to continue, and kind of thought that would be the logo to help keep some tie in between Clone Wars, but surprisingly, or uh, I don't know if it's surprisingly, uh, I was disappointed a little bit because I was kind of had my hopes up for it. They they just went to a Bad Batch, and they just went to no sort of voiceover or whatever. It's sort of Mandalorian on us, didn't they, really? Just, just the bare basics at the front. So I do how, like, the, the title pops up real quick. That, that's kind of cool. It makes it well, really Well, they definitely high. get right into it. I, I just wonder if, if did they plan on doing the voiceovers and Tom Kane had his most yeah. tragic and unfortunate stroke, so either he did voiceovers, canned them, you know, and they had them, but they realized they can't continue with them, so they scrapped it after after episode or after the first episode just to give us a taste or was that the plan all along just to have it for that first one as a transition and then not have them i i i had a little bit of money that they probably did have him doing it but then the stroke changed up their plans because they couldn't you know you can't have somebody else doing his voice i don't think for those it's so iconic and such a part of it i mean obviously you could but so the plan there was all right let's just do it for the first one to help explain what's going on with the the new series of this new show and all that. And then we'll just, we, even though we have him recording, you know, 14 of the 16 or maybe all 16, but realizing they can't do season two. I don't know. I'm really speculating here. I got nothing on this at all (laughs) in terms of any, it's just my headcanon of what may transpire a way to solve the problem is to just not have them after, after that second one and, and move forward that way. Unfortunately, cause I, I appreciate, I liked it. I enjoyed it on the first, first, uh, first show. Yeah, you know, and you know that um, I just go, you know, when this came out, I just think going back to when we had uh, the, uh, the the last episodes of the uh, of the Clone Wars and that kind of stuff, with Soka and all that thing, and they're going they're going on about what is can we do more episodes of the Clone Wars, and they always they always say, well, there's always a good chance of it continuing in some form um, in the future, so. It's quite clear that this is basically um, Maloney's extended Clone Wars storylines. And that's really what is This is the Clone Wars season eight, really, in in all but name. Because we're not following Jedi anymore. You know, it needed needed a transition of some sort because the Clone Wars have ended. Oh, yes. at the end of 66 or whatever. So you, you couldn't have Clone Wars season eight, season nine, season 10 that go into the aftermath of, of Order 66 because it's no longer the Clone Wars. And that's, yeah. that's obviously you could have. But yeah, I, I I don't think this is the plan in terms of a second show, Bad Batch, in order to tell it because of the way the Disney purchase sort of killed Clone Wars. But then they resurrected it because they found out how popular it was and all that. I, I think there's some truth to all that. But yeah, no, it's 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 it is definitely an extension of it, but is something different, which I think is necessary because of we're in a transition, we're in a different period of 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 the universe and, and the galaxy yeah. that, we, that to see how we go from republic to empire. I wonder a little bit about um, you know Saw Guerrero. In some ways, like you can explain it because Saw is Saw, and he just wants to have some fights and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, as far as I remember, it's like. When the when when the Republic did turn into the Empire, everything I've read and heard beforehand is that mostly things weren't that bad for the first five or so years afterwards, and then they really started clamping down and stuff. Whereas with Saul's speech in in that uh, episode, um, it was sort of like, oh, you know, this is this is terrible. Look what's happened. We would have got fight back right away, sort of thing, as if it's just happened like two weeks ago. 
um, which seems like a pretty quick to suddenly get that um, view that this is the end of the world and they're taking over and we need to fight back sort of thing in a couple of weeks. Um, but then Saw being Saw, he's, if anybody's likely to want to start fighting um, right away, it's going to be him, I suppose. Um, but it all seemed a little bit too early for that um, fight back against the regression or whatever you want to call it sort of scenario. You got to that transition period, and because a lot of planets did see the um, did see the uh, the empire as sort of sort of improving things to start off with in those mm. initial years, you know, bringing peace and sort of stability and that kind of stuff. And it wasn't, I'm pretty sure, it wasn't right away that people wanted started thinking well, this is a bad thing. On Rebels, though, Empire Day was Ezra's birthday, and he hated it because that's the day his parents were taken, right? Uh, something like that. Oh, that's a good. So right, Empire Day just happened because Empire yeah. Day is the day Palpatine says, and uh, I have reorganized into the first Galactic Empire. That's Empire Day, right? So Ezra yeah. just was Ezra just born today? Yeah, or, he was born the same day as Luke. So yeah, they're the same age, right? And Leia. So oh, just right. want to wish ha- Ezra a, a good happy birthday <laughs> from everybody here. But his parents were already like you know rebelling like Saw, you know. It just feels a little bit too early for me, but I'm, maybe I'm. Remembering things wrong, I don't know. Well, Cassian's been in the fight since he was six years old. He would have been around six years old <laughs> during this time. Yeah, but how long was? I forgot how long after. How long was Rogue One after? If it's twenty years between, roughly between Episode Three and Episode Four, then and Cassian was what about twenty six? You know, maybe hmm. or thirty. Oh, twenty. Luke is Luke twenty in a new. Yeah, home? they're nineteen. Well, yeah. so they're not twenty. Well, no. <laughs> give, give or take a rotation. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're right. I mean, did, yeah, I don't know. I just got, I just had it in my head that it wasn't an instant. Because um, remember, you're going from the Republic saving everybody from the evil separatists sort of thing, aren't you? Then suddenly, because there are a lot of planets and, uh, well, not a lot of planets, but there are planets and civilizations that actually disappear. The Empire has made things better for them. Uh, but were they made to? Like well, you know, on Rebels, they they were forced to go to parades and all that stuff, and you know. Right. So when do we go? This bad batch is going to butt up against the start of Rebels, right? Because Rebel, like you said, Rebel Ezra is is how old? And he's thirteen. He's more than six. He's he's sixteen, uh, right? Because Rebels is three years. How old is he? He's like sixteen, fifteen, right? Yeah. And he was just born in in the first episode of Bad Batch because that's the first Empire Day. So so we've got some time yeah. to get. To, to where the rebels be so i don't i don't i don't know that i think bad batch will butt up will will cover that amount of time span but we might see ezra's parents and whatever they have to do with you know they're that would be kind of cool how to tie it into rebels yeah that, that'd be, and hera is around you know she's got chopper yeah, right. and Kanan, we saw kanan and he was a padawan that's a teenager so right he's got to grow up to be be older and kanan whatever so yeah this is this is going to be far removed from the beginning yeah. of rebels some extent and maul is still maul you know maul is still like he's not old yet like on older like on uh solo you know he's still years away from being stuck in that temple you know or years away from uh talking to kira on solo so he's he's not he's older or no he he dies in in rebels yeah again but that's after solo and this is this is before solo so yeah but solo i guess he said he was he was he he was was in charge of not, not as old as he was in Rebels. Yeah. 
But yeah, malls in the mix. And somebody pointed out or brought up or whatever that, yeah, there's there's a bit of mall story yet still to be told because he went and fought with his brother, the emperor, and even the emperor captures him and says, I still have plans for you. So I think there is some mall, potential mall Vader conflict, you know, that he could use Mm. him test Vader, but obviously he's going to, and maybe that's how he keeps a rein on Vader. He's not going to, because he obviously doesn't best Maul, because Maul still exists. Oh. You know, or Maul gets they, away. They, 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 they it show... what, oh, good. I'm saying, it depends what the Bad Batch... We, we still really don't know where it's going with the Bad Batch, do we? Are they going to become the A-team sort of thing? Would they want? Would they end up working for the likes of Maul? Which seems, it seems quite unlikely, because they seem to have quite a uh, humanitarian head on them, and least Hunter does anyway. So it seems very unlikely they would work for anybody who is a bit... Dodgy yeah, but, or obvious dark side sort of. But Maul's got a lot of story because right now he's still captured by the Emperor. No, he got away when? at the end of uh, Clone Wars. He jumped on that ship and took off when Order sixty six happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The extra yeah. episodes. Yeah. They that that they the they, addressed, they addressed how he got away from the Emperor. Not necessarily how he got away from the Emperor, but yeah. that he is how he's able to be out and about in the universe. Yeah, okay. his Palpatine's plan was for him to control the underworld. You know. To kind of like, you know, keep everybody in check. But something happens to get him in power, like to be to the point where he is at, at Crimson Dawn, which kind of was like in um, those last episodes of Clone Wars because they show, uh, what's his name? Drayden, you know, him, he's talking to all those guys. Oh, but yeah, then something, something happens between that and Rebels where he loses it all and, you know, something. We've got to go back to that because because Maul's already, already freed himself from the Emperor. Because he's talking to Ahsoka about he knows what's coming, he knows yeah. who's in charge and all this sort of stuff, and 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 what's about to happen to Anakin or something like that or whatever. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. That's for sure because he was already yeah. No, you have that battle with him and then the Emperor, and he says he has plans for him. And then the next time you see him is uh he's on Mandalore with uh with Ahsoka showing up. Was he there on purpose by by the Palpatine or did he escape? I, I don't know, because didn't they have yeah. an escape in the comic book, right? Didn't like some bounty hunters help them get out of there? So yeah, that needs that needs yeah. a good bit of vetting and rewatching to figure out his sort of timeline-ish of sorts. But you're right. But you are right, Ron. Um, probably what other people are saying, there is still a lot of um, untold story um, yeah. with with Maul during this time period, and we're a lot, obviously we're a lot, a heck, we're a lot of characters. Um, and Filoni is obviously quite keen on filling in as much stories and, and, and characters these work with in the past. So you, he, it wouldn't be much of a stretch to imagine Maul appearing. Yeah, um, but he definitely knows that he can't have them constantly getting bested because if, if Vader's supposed to be wicked powerful and if Maul's yeah. supposed to be wicked powerful, they can't be shaking their fist at the Bad Batch getting away kind of thing because it, it, it sort of diminishes them to some extent. You could so, do that with Maul and Crimson Dawn, though. Maybe he has them. Tracked. So I'll, I'll allow it only if it's done well. I don't need. <laughs> I was never a Maul Resurrection fan, obviously. Um. So yeah, I don't need Maul in the Bad Batch just because Maul's cool. If it fits the story, if it fits the universe, if it fits the fits the expanding the story of the of the whole thing that we're watching, whatever, I'm all for it. But if if he's in there just to have him in there for a three three uh, episode arc just because Maul's cool, then yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be upset. Well, but you know you know how um George um convince Fanoni to bring back more by joining them two halves together he said well no this story with uh, more it's got legs yeah but <laughs> 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 
I'll add in the laugh reel later. <laughs> yeah, that was, my, that was my joke. Yeah, I mean, so, I, we appreciated it. That dry, yeah. wet humor. We love it. The, the, <laughs> I need to find somewhere there was an interview or somewhere there's a thing where I distinctly remember hearing George say, you know, that he learned his, or that, and I think it was when he was trying to talk Filoni into figuring out how to bring him back that, that he killed Maul off. He learned his lesson with Boba Fett to not leave it ambiguous. ambiguous but, yeah that he made him bisect or showed him cut in half and falling down an incredibly large shaft. So there would be no question that that guy is gone like Boba Fett in terms of what happened to him kind of thing, whatever. And then he goes and pulls the alt pulls a George Lucas and, and you know, cause he's always George's for years. We all know it, we're fans. He has always talked um, out of both sides of his mouth and contradicting himself and otherwise saying one thing one year and in one interview and saying, something a little different in some other interview years later, whatever. It's, it's always been very fungible for him in, in, in his universe. And that's understandable because he was making it up as he goes kind of thing like, like anybody might. But hmm. yeah, it is a little frustrating when Maul was back because he, he distinctly purposefully had said somewhere that he definitely killed him off. He learned his lesson with Boba Fett and decided to kill him off in that manner. Some, something like that. There's an interview somewhere where he says that for sure. Yeah, I think I remember that too. But I I have, I don't want to say I've come full circle on it. I appreciate what they have done in bringing Maul back, allowing some more other kind of story to be told. I just, he did the right thing, killing Maul off, have another bad guy. You know, I don't want to get back into it and rehash all that. But yeah, that just, I've, I've come to terms with it over the years or whatever, but I still think, um, I, I still think Maul was a bit of a jumping a staff over a Riff Tamsin kind of moment to some extent, having him come back. And I always point out and I always argue when anybody says, oh, no, it's cool. It's like, but Qui-Gon got stabbed in the gut. Jedi Master Qui-Gon couldn't find enough force energy to live and, 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 and pull through with a simple lightsaber stab to the gut. But this bad guy gets bisected, falls down a shaft, and is able to force live and, 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 and have enough angry energy to force live and, 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 and survive. Come on, what are we talking about? Anyway, bad batch, bad batch. The bad dark batch. side has many abilities that can be unnatural. Well, and also, <laughs> yeah, that, that, the, the more the, the, chain codes the dark side does. Chain codes. Jenkos, yeah. When Jenkos had the Night Sisters um, magic on his side, didn't he? Uh, whereas. Oh, don't get me started on that. That's how he got his <laughs> clap and said hocus pocus and he gets legs. Come on. That's not so. Anyway, yeah. magics. <laughs> I think I really like the Night Sisters sort of stuff because it just shows that other kind of dark um, side uses yeah. of stuff that were around at that time because everybody still gets, we all get drawn into this Jedi versus Sith thing all the time. And, and then keep forgetting that there are other factions about, and and to have a genuine, a genuine dark side group existing yeah. and uh, mega um, I was a, badass was was good for me, I think. I was playing Fallen Order again this week because I'm still trying to beat it after two years. Um, but yeah, I was on the Dathomir level with the Night Sisters, and you know they resurrect out of the ground and all that stuff. Like this is totally like Clone Wars episode stuff. Like it, it's interesting with all the uh, you know the green magic floating around and all that stuff. And mm. it is nice seeing different Force users doing, and not necessarily Jedi or Sith or you know because you have like what that, and then you have the Bendu and. You know, I think there was another. Isn't there another group that uses the? We don't. The I mean, force? apart from well, really, the Night Sisters is not really. Is it, is it just her and? And they just all died. Mostly oh. just her, isn't it? Really. I mean, we. I mean, aside from the Sith and the Jedi, we haven't seen a great big organization of. It's been yeah. odd people here and there, isn't it? Really. 
Soka goes a bit non-Jedi and that kind of stuff. The Bendu is sort of like somewhere in between, isn't it? And then you've got the... Uh, well, like uh, you said, it definitely helps to... The, the, having all these stories definitely helps to expand that, yeah, we get wrapped up in the Jedi Sith, but the universe is bigger. There are other factions, lesser factions in the grand thing of everything or whatever, but yeah, there are, there are it's a big universe and there are other potential entities or things at play that could influence or do things and uh, whatever. Um, what what what's your all's Even take the on Ewok why, magic. It, it, back to the Bad Batch, what's your take on why, um, shoot, what, what's Crosshair? the sniper's name? Sharp yeah, Crosshair. Crosshair. Uh, all the other ones, all the ones but Crosshair. Why, why do you think Crosshair sort of took um, to order 66 but but the others it didn't affect them at all aside from plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> plot is the easy and obvious answer sure so i'll give you my take and let's see where you got but to me um crosshairs mutation if you will isn't that drastic um it, it didn't know didn't affect him much, whereas Hunter's ability to hear magnetic, ultra magnetic uh, uh, forces and vibrations and all that stuff—that's a pretty altered thing. Wrecker's physically obviously altered. Yeah. Tech is 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 his mind. You know, he's really really altered to be super smart and, and sharp and all that sort of stuff. But Crosshair just has a skill set, um, yes. so he he didn't need to be altered as much, and that's why that chip didn't didn't uh, get uh, fried as much as it did in the other guys. I don't know, you know, to that's where. Because it was odd that, you know, we, we we see the Bad Batch and they don't really follow orders. And now all of a sudden he's yeah. he's, yes. he's um, saying that mantra that somebody we else said. Soldiers follow orders. Yeah, <laughs> that was Fives or whoever the first guy was that sort of uh, got defective or whatever, right? That was saying good soldiers follow orders, good soldiers mm. follow. Like you say, aside from plot, yeah. you know, what, I was curious what anybody thought about why he was... He like was part of 66 because it was interesting. When they went to Onderon, he was following orders in terms of... We've got to wipe out insurgents, but yet he was waiting for orders From to Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. He's like, give the order, you know, say that. So he, he is still, he does sort of follow, he is following a chain of command and orders in terms of our orders to come here to insurgents. I'm ready to take him out. Give the order, Hunter, and Hunter doesn't kind of thing, whatever. It, it, was, yeah. it was a nice, tense, dramatic um, uh, plot vehicle, as you like to say, or as you pointed out, Stephen, whatever. But I do like it. Uh, you know, that that's probably what season one is going to be about, is how do they get back to getting Crosshair and – or maybe Crosshair always is on the other side, and yeah. that's the constant um, that's the back guy. and forth. Yeah, I mean – Obviously, you you expect that to reach some sort of conclusion at some point. It's not always going to be crosshair. You are my brother, them. crosshair. I loved you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's interesting in some respects how they've suddenly how they have quickly given up on him. I mean, there's been no mention of, of anything about oh poor crosshair or we or that or anything like that. I don't know. I was mad the first episode because they didn't give him a second look when he kept and, saying stuff like, yeah, like can't well, you I, tell this guy is like obviously changed? They just keep saying like oh we know ball orders all the like. Well, I think see they don't know about that. We do. They don't. They don't know about the chip and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. now they're learning about it because Omega's talked to him about it. Rex has talked to him. A cut said something about it. But so I yeah. think as they learn more and more about what's going on and what's affecting Crosshair and putting it together that that's affecting crosshair they're going to go and try to rescue him and get that especially, thing out of yeah, especially when they do meet rex which we know and he'll tell them about having the chip removed and all that kind of stuff then that they probably think well yeah we need to go well, and did uh, rex remove um cuts or did cut just not get the order because he doesn't have a com i took it that because he wasn't there he didn't he didn't have he didn't get the order and he was he was a deserter anyway long ago so he wasn't following orders anyway 
So That's even if that, yeah. even if the programming's there, is it enough to override his already could have defaulted already overridden it. something to some extent? So, but yeah, we don't really see a scar or anything on cut in his forehead. Is his hairline is such that mm. we should have seen something? And plus, there's no Jedi there to him to attack anyway. So, yeah. but that was a good question mm. that I was seeing online as to wait. Well, you know. But and then has cut even heard the order? Has anyone oh, said yeah. yes. the words order 66 around him? Is he too far out? To you know, so it, you've got to transmit that signal all around the, all around the place, haven't you? Yeah. And then the question became, is, could anybody say order 66 and they all follow it? Or does it have to come from the emperor? I, I kind of explained and had the story in my head that it, it had to come from 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 Palpatine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever programming they did, it couldn't just be like a, a hypnotist kind of um, keyword. No. If you say if you yeah. say a peanut butter sandwich, people start acting funny kind of thing or whatever. It, it didn't work like that. It had to come. It had to be able to come from somebody yeah. or somebody could have accidentally said, um, hey, do a order of 60. Which one? I think it's 66. Can you do? Oh, no, I meant 67. And, you know, all of a sudden they're all you know, killing their Jedi kind of thing. So. There, there has to yes, be a little. Yes, especially if they were queuing at a uh, pizza bar and that kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they go order sixty six for you guys, and then suddenly they all go mad. Yeah. Um, so good soldiers yeah. want pepperoni. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, I would imagine it had to come from. Yeah, because come at some, you imagine at yeah. some point in time, someone's going to have to have said something like something similar to that. Well, I don't know about whether order sixty six would ever come up. You know, get things like uh, uh, order. A, B, or, or you know, as, as they said it a couple times in the episode. Why we do this or whatever, I'm realizing, I don't think um, Crosshair, Tech says there's just one thing going over the comms. It just keeps repeating execute, yeah. So they don't ever really hear Palpatine say it. Although I guess they did say it because Wrecker says they heard it and, and they say, yeah, we all heard it. So yeah. maybe they did actually hear it the, the first time or the legit version of it. It didn't affect anybody but Crosshair. But, but did they have to? I mean, this is going back to conversation we had before. Did they all have to hear it said? Because they can't. Would they have all heard it? Well, I suppose they got the helmets on. They hear it through the. Um, yeah, I don't know because I never Cody. Then, Cody gets it and he's looking at it. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, boys, and he points and they all shoot at Obi Wan. So like, did they all hear it or was it just? Yeah, I think that I think they all hear it, even though he's looking at the he's looking at the thing or whatever that the. the the hologram, yeah, that's an interesting. That is an interesting moment to where, yeah, like, like one guy hears it, but now everybody knows about it. Because we had this conversation, did Palpatine have to co-op every individual commander and, and give the message? It was a uh, long day. Yeah, a long day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's a robo called everybody. Oh. I've got Commander Cody on the other line, Palps. <laughs> Hold on, I'm talking um, to Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, surely he. But then again, but he said that. In some respects, it seemed to happen at slightly different times, didn't we? But it must have all happened at exactly the same time. No, it, yeah. I think but then, why would the, he have to pick him up thing. on the? Why would it have? Why would he have to appear on the hologram to some, and then just not transmit it over the uh, their intercoms, or whatever, so they all hear it? Um, they know. It could have been like a Vader thing where he can choke him via the hologram. You know, he if he if he mind. I don't know. Maybe the hologram piece was so that you, you, you did have confirmation. While everybody heard it in their helmet, those that see the hologram, seeing it, seeing him saying execute order 66, that's how they know it's legit. And that's why he, Cody then just gives the point. Yeah, you all heard it. I'm telling you it's valid. We're going to execute it. Go. Because yeah. he, he got the thing. 
it does make for an interesting ability to potentially tell a story. There could have been some clone commander somewhere that was out of communication that didn't get it, but that's why tech mm -hmm. says it's repeating over and over again. So maybe yeah. that, that's how they, they don't all have those. They don't all have the helmets on. You think about the bridge crew and that kind of stuff. Well, they don't have the helmets on, but they might have the intercom things in their ears or something. I don't know. Um, well, but as I was saying if it keeps repeating over the comms, yeah. that's how you catch right. the people that eventually everybody that's anybody that's out of communication and anybody that's um, doesn't have their helmet on at that initial moment will eventually get it and realize they're all supposed to be doing it. Um, hmm. I was wondering why he chose, why I'm just thinking about go back to George's thinking here, why he chose it to be like the, the key word to be order 66 and not just some unique signal that transmitted through all the clones because Order 666 would have been too on the nose for the devil character in his story. <laughs> so he you think he thought 66 was related to the devil and that kind of yeah, stuff? Well, yeah, he always says that Palpatine was the devil. You know. But has there been any... So we've always... I've always taken it, you know, I, I think fandom has always taken it to tie to 666 or whatever. But has there ever been any um, um, uh, confirmation... Not confirmation necessarily, but has George ever talked about 666 and, and tying it to 666? No, not specifically with the. I think, okay, I don't think I've ever heard anything either. I think it's all just our speculation that just yeah. is spot on the nose makes sense. Yeah, but from, from the stuff that George actually talk about it. From the stuff he said in the past about, um, you know, the emperor being the devil character of the, you know, the drama that, um, that's kind of like connecting the dots. But yeah, he's never specifically. At least I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I it could have been. It could have just been like Order Operation Jedi or something. I mean, why I think go for number? Like, give the kind of the connotation that it's something evil and you know terrible it'd be an interesting making or behind the scenes thing to see if he um wrestled with you know was it always that or did he wrestle with order jedi order kill jedi you know did he have some other things and didn't like it and rewrote it a couple times until he decided on this execute order boom boom <laughs> doesn't sound very cool well you yes um it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, are we ever going to get the answers to some of those? Um, they've, already, they've already skipped over that thing now, haven't they? Really, but I, mean, I suppose um, there's still an opportunity for uh, for Rex. It's like and, no uh, one, no one questions. It's one of those things no one questions. So it's kind of you know. Hey, do you guys remember who all, who all was with Rex when they're out fishing on their planet and rebels? Uh, Gregor, who was the one from the Void episodes, and Wolf, who was. Oh yeah, I was wondering about that. They were just yesterday. Okay. So none of these, bad, none of these bad batch guys, and and, no. and Echo's not with them. No. So right. how did they? How did those other two not execute? No, they just messed up again. Well, Gregor had kind of like a brain injury. Yeah, he was mental, he wasn't he? Basically. Yeah, he didn't remember who he was. You remember? Right. He, he oh yeah, yeah. Crashed in a ship, and he helped the Meber Gascon and them escape. Oh, is that is Gregor the Meber Gascon guy? Yeah. Okay. And then supposedly he blew up and died in that episode, but he didn't. So, and then uh, Wolf, I don't know. The only episode I kind of remember Wolf being on, I think he might have been in the episodes with the uh, who's the Jedi that went bad? Um, on Krell. Yeah, Krell. I think he might have been those ones. And he, I know for a fact he was on the episodes with uh, R2 and 3PO, where they go to that planet um, with those little alien guys. That there's that giant hole. Yeah, uh, he 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 lost and his. They go underground. Wolf. Yeah, Wolf lost yeah, his was... right eye in a fight with uh, Fentress and then was forced to wear a cybernetic eye. So I suppose that might have uh, damaged his... Yeah, because um, yeah, chip, the, chip so, uh, right, the chip's on the right side. Uh, yes. 
Um, I just want to know like how he sense. met up with them though. That's that's a, that's a good story there. How did well, find once him? once it happens, because he obviously went to cut and talked to him, so he's probably that's out you know, rounding up or otherwise making making people aware and trying to trying to make them aware. You know, he, so he's obviously out and about trying to catch up with folks in some fashion and, and do whatever they need to do. I guess we'll learn when uh when we see Rex show up in this show because maybe he's going to be with Gregor and Wolf already. You know. That's also interesting. Is don't they doing those rebels um uh, Rex um. Uh, episodes don't they say seven long lines that the empire um retired us yeah they put them out of commission and yeah so they don't yeah so that's a great memory yeah they do say something to the effect of uh, it can't be all of them if that'd be like a minion clones all on a planet sort of like retired and that but yeah it was kind of weird because they were like hiding from the empire there kind of but then the empire kind of knew they were there and then they kept um the one kept feeding them conspiracy theories you know all the time i think it was gregor that kept um contacting them and so they kind of wrote him off as a crazy person you know i mean but, there's uh, got to be at some point there's got but they weren't considered a threat to the empire i get but they were they pretty got, much sent them out to the planet got, to die maybe i don't know well there's got to be some sort of coal at some point of because you can't have her ex however ex tens of thousands of clones um all with being retired uh, and because they're always going to be a threat, aren't they, to the Empire, that the Caminos or somebody else might be able to manipulate them. And, uh, well, I know they're getting older and older and older, but yeah. um, there's still going to be a threat for good. Well, plus the logistics, because they had the, they had the food fight in the in the, in the the cafeteria kind of thing or whatever, that if you've yeah. got all them around, you still have to see. So yeah, like you say, there's going to be a call. There's going to be some sort of something to, to, to get them off the books or otherwise not have to deal with a bunch of them. That's true. And this is like, like, this, like, that's Order 99, which is execute or kill them with those implants. Maybe that implant's also got a uh, termination. Maybe once they get enough stormtroopers, that's going to happen. You know, like, that'll be the people they train against. Like, okay, use live rounds. You know, you're fighting these soldier guys, you know, maybe and they know they're older and slower, you know. Maybe some are allowed to retire. Well, actually, no, it can't be the case. Cause Commander Rex didn't get retired. He, he deserved it. He left. Yeah. And the other two, well, yeah, interesting. Oh, my, I, effectively, well, maybe maybe they, when they said they retired us, it was just sort of like a, just their sort of, yeah. a sort of jokey kind of, um, they didn't literally retire them, but that's how they felt they were because they were no longer of any yeah, use were, to, the, uh, yeah. to the Empire. Although presumably, much like um, um, the Bad Batch, they probably didn't really want to be working for the Empire anyway. So maybe Rex was presumed dead. You know, that's mm-hmm. why they're not looking for him. No, Steven said something. I think there's something too. They know they're there, but they're okay with them on that planet or something. Yeah, they. I guess and, they're. There was no way for they, them to leave. I guess they went to get him or something. Because what, what wasn't there adats on that planet? Uh, oh yeah, because the the rebel, they were chasing Kanan and them, and they saw that they met up with them, and so then Callus uh, came with his Tie Fighters and adats, and they were chasing them down. Yeah, because so yeah, only be, only because Gregor, uh, I don't remember if it was Gregor or Wolf, only because one of them called the Empire and told them they were there. So. Oh, yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah, one of them ratted on them. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch that episode. Yeah, well. yeah. so that's what I was, that was explaining <laughs> to my brother-in-law that's, you know, just a quasi, just a fan of just enjoying it because his kids watching and stuff or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to get you, there's some episodes you got to go back and rewatch because he's like, Who's this? Who's that? You know, you, you don't need to know in order to watch the Bad Batch, but it helps you enjoy it that much more if you understand what Saul Guerrero is and 
Yeah, it's when you start asking questions, isn't it? Really? Yeah. That's what he said. We're going to have to watch these with you every, each week or whatever. So you can answer our questions. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'll do it. I'm happy. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, we have yeah, it's, it's always good to have that reference to go back to, you know, go rewatch, especially with the, with it being so accessible now. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to put in DVDs and try to find where yeah, it is. Yeah, well, exactly. For me, for lazy people like me, D plus is, uh, is brilliant. But I think, I mean, but you go back to, I mean, there was a time, as uh, as as Ron remember, where there wasn't a lot of uh, other things to go off to reference on why this happened and why that happened. No, you had all the EU and that kind of stuff, which I probably didn't really pay much attention to. But now you've got so much other stuff that happens in the background from the from the films that fill in gaps and yet there's still so much gaps to be filled in yeah um it's well, amazing really isn't fill it you think, every time these things gaps. come in you think oh this will fill in that gap and they just and it creates more content and, and creates more questions for you to uh to want the answers to yep love it no lightsabers in the second episode well i mean where do we think where do we think this is this is this is going then I mean, you say on say about 16 episodes and that kind of stuff where presuming that's all going to be one big well, we have to get Absolutely. to a point, I think it's in multiple seasons, but how, how about to, to really extrapolate it in terms of where's the bad batch after after all of this? You know, they have to do some well, sort of... Rebellion, uh, and we say that we've seen this in other Star Wars story time. They don't ultimately have to do some song. They could very well be out there during a new hope and everything out much like Ahsoka is. It just, it kind of cheeses the, the timeline a little bit when you have, you know, Luke and the ultimate galaxy confrontation and everything that happens during the original trilogy. And Ahsoka's out there, you know, looking for space whales and she couldn't come help or answer the call or otherwise, you know, be an ally to all of this with Obi-Wan. It's like, uh, that part's it's a, a little, big but, universe. Yeah. But still, there's a lot going on there that she could have been helping with, but it is what it is. And, and I mean, such there's a lot that Obi-Wan could have been helping with too, the whole time <laughs> and Yoda. But I mean, well, it might be one of those things we find. It's happened in other shows, isn't it? I think when you might find out that at the same time that um, you know um, uh, Obi Wan and Stab all heading towards um, the Death Star, um, Ahsoka was on her way also to help, and then something else happened that caused her to not make it. Yeah, you know, you could those kind of things, you know, just or just on the other side of the room from from Leia was Ahsoka in a prison cell. You know, you they're just, like these they're fighting Thrawn somewhere. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great for a New Hope, but then you've got a couple of years in Empire, and then you got a couple of years in Jedi. Would, would you, she she didn't get caught up in a traffic accident for that long? And on series Lemony Snicket's on series of fortunate events that constantly kept her away from every, <laughs> all the events in the OT where the Emperor is and Luke and and, and, and all this sort of st- and Vader and she knows who Vader is so Vader if he's hated throughout the galaxy I think that's mm. ultimately where I have a problem with Ahsoka to some extent if Vader's hated throughout the galaxy and is known now we kind of extrapolate that as fans maybe he's not maybe he is a bit a lot more behind the scenes than than we think although. There's some song out there about Vader and his, his many uh, add-on parts or something like that that somebody's singing in the club. So, yeah, there's there's some weird questions there that need to be addressed and, and, and ensure some, some, some cohesiveness as to how all of that works. But anyway, so, yeah, where's the Bad Batch getting to when we see all of this? And that I think that's what makes watching the Bad Batch so wonderfully intriguing because, I don't want to say for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, 
we have a Star Wars story that we don't necessarily know, you know its, its ending yet. point. You know, we we know it has to end up somewhere in the timeline that we know and, and, and love, but we don't necessarily. It doesn't have to end up with Anakin going from this good little kid to Vader. It, we we don't know where it ends, and that's wonderfully refreshing and wonderfully exciting as a fan. Like they could all be killed by the end, or you know. Or something. That's what I think. There's some sort of ultimate sacrifice that goes in play in order to keep Obi-Wan safe, you know, from his identity being revealed. Something something like that could happen that does tie into the whole story and is a huge part of the overall story that we all know and love, you know, in, in a way to explain why they're not around anymore, but yet their ultimate sacrifice kept Obi-Wan's uh, identity secret or something like that. But the, the Bad Batch goes with Ahsoka and Sabine to rescue Ezra. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, ultimately, right. Yeah, that's that's how you do. Just just keep shooing everybody under that rug. Any loose ends, we're just gonna we're just gonna brush them under over here in terms of the. Oh, Ahsoka needs help. Let's just send them off with her, and then we'll address it later. <laughs> you would think you would think though, with with Finoni involved, that he's had a a good long think about oh, all this, and he's got it. He's got all these things connected up, and you know tie up as many things as he can and, and reach some sort of conclusion and, and know that it's not going to interfere with um, anything else. Obviously, he's already proven he's not afraid to slightly smudge the lines along the way. Um, but, yeah, you, you're pretty sure that he's got it all, all figured out. The only fear is that if this doesn't last as long as Fanoni needs it to last to answer some of those questions or we could end up with even more unanswered yeah, i can't I see any reason why they would cancel it at the moment yeah i don't think you they know, do, i don't think they do anything anymore that's open-ended that that has the potential to although i guess they kind of maybe did it with um resistance, resistance a little yeah. bit where they thought they were going to go somewhere and then just pulled the plug up. but i can't see them doing anything and going yeah that's not working let's pull the plug they that that they can't start anything without having an end game in mind that they know this, you know, they're not going to open end anything and then go, okay, the ratings are down. Let's wrap this up. That just, that seems bad form for the franchise and for this, this, this type of thing to just create mm. something. And go, well, let's see where it goes. It's like, no, it has to have some, some, some structure as to where we want it to go. You can have your filler episodes or your off tangent things, but we need to hit these points here, here, and here so that we end up here when we, when we cancel or when we not cancel it, but when we say this season or this series is wrapping up. You think as a, as a car cartoon in quotes, it has a bit more leeway when it comes to how many people are watching it and that kind of stuff compared to like the Obi-Wan series on the Cassadian or the end Cassian sort of thing, which you know are limited run anyway. But if it's a TV, if it's a sort of a, your classic TV series thing, I think that has a lot more. There's a lot more worry about viewing figures and all that kind of stuff, isn't there? I think. Whereas if it's a uh, sort of quotes cartoon, well, then back thing, when it's less. Back when Resistance was on, it was on you know cable TV, um, mm. which you know I, I, I wonder if it would have been on Disney Plus like the way you know these shows are now. Um, you know, for their initial runs, if it would have been more of a watched thing, you know, if it it's went on longer. It certainly affects things that now that you don't have to answer to 
a TV schedule. You don't necessarily have to worry about ratings as a driving yeah. factor to whether something continues. And to your point about animation, to some extent, Stephen, whatever, that live mm. action is awesome and is gorgeous to watch and absolutely love it. But, right, you have real-world actors that might not want to do it for yeah. three years or could get, you know, have some tragic, unfortunate accident or something or whatever, and then you've got to rewrite story and manipulate it, whereas the animation, you can find another voice actor that mimics it quite well and continue on with a story. You don't, the streaming services is just content. You're providing content to drive new viewers, so if you create good show, you can go on and on and on or, or do whatever you need to and wrap something up in a nice, succinct manner. You're not necessarily answering to... Um, um, shoot. Um, like to the uh, demographic ratings. Sorry, yeah. you're not answering to ratings. Uh, you know, you don't. You're not worried necessarily. Is that being the driving thing to get advertisers? No one wants to advertise with the show anymore. None of that's in play with streaming. Yeah. That really opens up the storytelling capabilities to to you know creating content that way and driving cu customers to your to your platform because it's got this great stuff on it. And your customers are paying for it to watch it you know basically like they're buying a ticket so it's not like you know they're relying on advertising for anything yeah so, you're not yeah. Relying, you're not dependent on now i think because you know i don't know i think you signed up for it completely there's fans like me that just signed up for it carte blanche for three i know there are fans they're not quite as uber uber fans like 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 we are perhaps or whatever that they signed up for a month binge the series and then dropped it you know they, yeah. they didn't need to disney plus going forward because they didn't need to watch anything else on it but i think that's the mindset and the driving thing behind streaming services is we get them hooked with whatever they're in for, but show yeah. them there's this other stuff on there. They'll keep it. They'll sign up for another month or two or, you know, get signed up. So they just need content and good content yeah. will, will, will get people talking and keep well, people. Just like uh, HBO max. I signed up for that for like three months because I had a free, I got it free for three months. Um, through my satellite provider, but, I'm probably not going to keep it after that because I've watched the movies I wanted to watch already. <laughs> yeah, you know? saw, what you, saw what you wanted until they dropped some new, some more new content or whatever. Did you guys pick up or did you watch any of the biomes or the uh, ship fly-throughs? I, I, I watched part of the Hoth one. That was pretty cool. Like, um, I, I want to sit down and watch them all like, and just look in detail. Oh, just, but... just, just hit, hit play on it. The biomes uh, just transitions from one thing to mm. the next to the next. It's 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 actually at uh, right yeah. short. They could have done a lot more uh, with it, but it was just, yes. I didn't know what it was at all and just hit play. And like, that oh. one's like 17 minutes, right? Like those bio ones? 15 minutes, yeah, something like that, yeah. It is, yeah. It's, it is, it's sort of like those kind of things you go on YouTube, you just watch like running water yeah. and, uh, and, uh, well, like, I, I watched the beginning kind of, of the Hoth one and it looked like it was going through the Battle of Hoth, yes. but I didn't go that far in because I saw the almost fall down and, you know. They could almost be enhanced special edition scenes, couldn't they? Yeah. Maybe, uh, but Ricky, it's not, it's not a Hoth one. It's just the one by him starts with Hoth and then it transitions, uh, to Tatooine, I think, and then it transitions. Oh, the, the, the Mandalorian one is another planet, and Crate and is there as well. Oh yeah, Crate's there, and then Mustafar. So yeah, you just hit play, and it just transitions to, which is cool because it's neat. To me, it was kind of neat uh, background fodder because it doesn't have any dialogue or anything that you have to pay attention to. But we, so I hit play on it while my nephew's just in, engaged in Minecraft on his tablet. And he looked up every once in a while at the TV and didn't see what Uncle Ron was watching at all, you know, because it was just a picture of a snowscape. But then all of a sudden I see him look up and he sees AT-ATS. So then mm -hmm. his eyes go away from the tablet to the TV. and It was so fun to watch because he's like, wait, 
well, I reckon, what is this? So then he, you know, he's engaged with it for a little while. And it, it was a fun little thing to sort of experiment on him with to see if, you know, how it would catch his attention. And sure enough, once he saw something familiar or heard a sound effect that was familiar, he looked up and, yeah. and was like, great, and, and, and then continued to watch it. It was kind of fun. I did watch the whole uh, Millennium Falcon one, though. You know, I haven't seen that one yet. I don't know, I don't know. What, what's that like. I think it was the, uh, the actual ride from uh, the replica one they did for Disney. That they just shot around. Uh, I'm assuming that's what it was. That'd make the most sense for sure, because that was the most complete build. But then me, my daughter and I just started getting the conversation while watching. Like, wouldn't it be so cool to work there and be the guy that has to mop the floor of the Falcon every day? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you do, Ricky, when you do find uh, Stephen, you, I think, did you watch the complete biome? Did you watch it from beginning to end? Yeah, pretty much. Yes. So I, Ricky, I, when I, you, might, when I think you, I might forwarded Mustafa a little bit, but yes. Need uh, you to chime in or whatever. So, Rick, uh, Stephen, do you think? The um, Octu one was that real or was that computer generated? Mm. Um, I'm, having know, a, that... I'm having I'm having a blank. Oh, Skellig oh. Michael, Luke's Luke's. Uh, oh yes, that was right at the end. Yes. Because um, I'm watching it, I'm you know all the other places are kind of you know I'm wondering like the snowscape yeah. thing, how real, how much of that was truly a real flyover through something, or how much of that's digital. Um, obviously Mustafar is completely digital and, um, I mm. think the Mandalorian one was kind of crates, obviously completely digital. But as I watched that one, I'm like, wait a minute, is that a real flyover of Skellig Michael mm. or is that a digital representation? Yeah, so that might be the only one where you might wonder whether it is or not. So then, yeah, that's what made me question the Hawthorne. The Hawthorne could very well be a real snowscape somewhere. But they just, you know, obviously yeah, add. I was looking at some of them closely. Yeah, I was looking at some of them closely, trying to work that one out, especially on crates. I was looking closely at the tracks and thinking, have they just copy pasted here? And uh, you know, how much work have they put into this? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I couldn't see it. I'm leaning slightly more towards CGI than than real, given given the other ones, which I think are probably more um, CGI than we think. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, those are wonderful little May the 4th uh, um, Easter eggs or uh, gifts to us or whatever when those dropped that I didn't know they were coming, didn't know what they were, so they yeah, were kind of was, was nice fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, we I'll just watched, we watched Ewoks all day. <laughs> Star Wars day. We're, still, we're trying to get done with season one so, of the animated, so we're getting into that. That's been pretty fun. Too. Hey, um, did you get your stamps, Ron? Oh, um, Yes and no. So I didn't get the ones that I pre-ordered yet, but I did hit a post local post office and, and, and inquired. And they're like, oh, we didn't get them yet. I'm like, oh, OK. Mine came last night in the mail. So. And then, so I went back the next day and picked up another couple of sheets. Uh-huh. So I'll have more postage than I'll know what to do with. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy a frame so I can put this one in there. Because I, I have the other set, too, that came out, I believe it was after episode three, uh, 2007 uh, I, set that they had. And it, it was a long, long one, time ago, but those weren't I don't think those were forever stamps at the time. So mm-hmm. I have my set yeah. too, but didn't ever didn't ever buy sets to it's use. That, that one that has a it's a whole mural picture with Darth Vader in the background, and it's got you know the little squares. But uh, I kind of wish they would have did that with this droids one. You know, this one just kind of like the same. Oh, I'm happy to finally have stamps I can use because, like I say, that set I picked I picked up as a collectible, if you will, but uh, never bought them to use them. Whereas this one, I'm gonna have you know set one aside, like you say, to frame and kind of have it as a collectible. Yeah. But I'm gonna have a bunch of them sitting yeah, aside. Yeah, these ones these ones are forever. The other ones aren't. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I liked about these. I'm like, well, I can buy a bunch of these and know that they'll always always will will always work. Um, if I ever need to, you know, send anything. Um, they had these cool um, envelope sets. That, did you see those on the website that they had there? So 
I've dabbled in some stamp collecting over the years or whatever. And yeah, they do what's called a first day issue kind of thing. Yeah. Right. They, they create an envelope that has some printing on it and then they put your stamp on it and you get it yeah. um, postmarked to that first day issue, or whatever. And it, it's a stamp collector's thing. It's an extra collectability. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see the books to see what kind of bump the post office got with these stamps. Be, you know, I'm sure they yeah. might get a bump when they do an Elvis stamp or a Marilyn Monroe stamp or whatever. But I just I just wonder if the Star Wars stamps really if, if the fans took to it, if, if they got any sort of bump on these or not. Any droids on there you wish they would have put that aren't on there? What you got? Uh, IG-88. No, actually, it's IG-11. Is that that um, one from yeah, Mando? It was IG-11 because he was hot. And then R2, and then you got K2, DO, L3, and then Chopper. And you have the Med Bay droid for some reason, and the Gawk droid, and 3PO, and BB-8. So no uh, bucket on there. <laughs> no who? Bucket from okay. uh, see <laughs> from Resistance. <laughs> oh geez. Which is probably yeah. why, because you said yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. Dio's an, a bit of an odd play, but you know he was he was integral to that movie at some point and new and 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 recognizable in terms of yeah. the you, you know him kind of thing. K2SO is so big, tall, and lanky. He doesn't like fit on the stamp to really be able to recognize him. Eh, the, the, I don't know that there's any of missing or any others that you would like to have seen. But hopefully it has such a great success that they could do like a ship. Yeah, and they'll, they'll do more. Yeah, that'd, oh, ships cool. yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I, I, it got me to buy stamps. So. <laughs> That's what um, I mean. I wonder. I really would love to see the books as to how well it did because I'm sure it got a lot of people buying stamps. I, from what I from what I saw online on Facebook and stuff, people were were buying them. So you know. And and I really think because I know I'm guilty of because they're forever stamps. I know that you know I can buy multiple sheets, stick my one collectible away, and the others sit in the desk drawer, and eventually I can use them kind of thing. And that was true of that initial set, but I knew, um, you know, you have to add postage. It's just a hassle factor. Where the forever stamp is a yeah. great great concept. Whoever came up with it years ago, because you know you buy these stamps, you sit on them, you know they'll always work. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen, to get into the minutia of the U.S. postal system. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear that stamps are always going to be useful. It was, it, so it was a weird foreign concept for those you know, since we do have it. it was, it's been a number of years ago now, right, Ricky? But they yeah, came yeah. stamps used to cost uh, 48 cents to post, and then they would raise the amount of stamps to put just a regular to mail a regular letter, and it would go up to 52 cents. So you'd have to put a 48 cent stamp on your letter, and then find a These four. These are the 41 the old ones that I got here. And it was a hassle. So eventually they came up with this concept that you can buy stamps, you know, however many years ago, it was called a forever stamp. Whatever you paid for it, it'll always work. But over the years, the stamps have, they do, they have gone up in price. Like the first year, you know, I don't remember what they cost, 40 cents a stamp. And now they cost 50 cents a stamp. But you can use either one of those stamps on the letter you mail tomorrow and the postal system won't care. So I know I remember hearing a story of some person went out and bought like ten thousand dollars worth of forever stamps, <laughs> thinking it as an investment. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a foolish investment because they don't raise stamp prices, postage prices that often. You know, it's only a couple cents at a time or whatever. But anyway, w- w- these stamps, we know we can use them for forever. You know, they'll, they'll always work to mail a letter or a bill or something like that. So. I'll always be able to show my show it, say it loud, say it proud, and show my Star Wars fandom by by putting Star Wars stamps on my bills. That's why that's similar probably to over here in the UK, um, where we've got first and second class stamps. You can either get stamps which have got the price on them, or you can have them which just say first or second. 
and obviously if they just say first and second, whatever you pay for them at that time, there'll still be a first and second class stamp if you put them on envelope five or ten years later. Mm. Whereas cool. if you put them on with the you know, 23p or, or 50p or something like that on it, you have to make up the, the price to the right amount. Yep. Yeah. So that's that. They'll have to say doing this, this slightly creating an off topic, but doing the uh, doing the COVID and that kind of stuff, they start they are started using they call stamps online. You just print off the barcode and stuff like that, yeah. and, and you yeah. put it on your envelope and bung it in the letterbox. Um, goodbye to the post office sort of thing. Um, so I've used that quite a few times because otherwise you have to go and get some stamps. You probably got that over there as well. I just find it really <laughs> ironic. I got stamps in the mail. <laughs> It does seem odd, doesn't it? Ordering stamps, and it always—I don't know what it's like here. You you can order some stamps a couple of years ago. You in, in the, the packet, the little booklet comes through, and it always seems really expensive. But you go, what? How much is it for a packet of stamps now? You see, um, so there's a like a stamp catalog that the postal system will put out or yeah. whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't have a link in off the top of my head, but if you go searching for it or whatever, I don't know if it'll still exist when this gets posted or whatever. But anyway, you could get that catalog for free and it had BB-8 on it. So for any of the oh, collectors nice. that collect ephemera or otherwise anything and everything Star Wars like myself, I definitely signed up. Went and found that and signed up. You order it, but it, it has a price of zero. So it doesn't cost you anything, but they just ship it off to you. So that was a, oh, a neat free cool. a free bit of Star Wars collectability. That's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that look that up, see if they still have it available. So then, does everybody think go go completely go back to the uh, I think the very start of the Bad Batch with uh, Kayla Dune and all, all that kind of stuff. I keep thinking about this, and, I, and this goes back to Revenge of the Sith films and all that kind of stuff. But let's let's take the example at the start of um, the Bad Batch, uh, and the uh, the clones turn on the uh, the Jedi Master. I can't remember the name of at this moment. And there's like, what, I don't know, six or eight of the clones all turn around and start firing. I mean, that is fodder for a Jedi at the best of times. Now, I can understand the clones overcoming the Jedi when you've got like 100 or 200 of them all pinned down on the Jedi and obliterated them. But when you've got like six or eight or ten or less clones all aiming at you, I mean, the, the obvious thing to do would not be that, like, we often see, we saw in Avengers 7, they all try to repel all the laser blasts and all that kind of stuff. They could just use a great big force push and then a great big force leap and, and they're over there sort of thing. Um, has anybody else spent time forward. thinking about this? Is it just me who's thinking? I mean, I, I, I see why and I see how you could, you could question that or otherwise, yeah, why don't you just force leap the heck out of there? But they yeah. are caught off guard. They are completely surprised by what's going on. So there's also a bit of confusion in their mind and yeah. making sense of, of wait, why are you guys doing that? You know, there, there's just, it, it's completely out of the blue, out of left field on off guard. So I think there, that could factor into not thinking, you know, why you don't force push, why you don't force leap the heck out of there and, and regroup or try to make, you know, try to try to fight it from a yes. different, that they're I, just, I suppose that you've, you've factor in that, like you said, I suppose that, could, that is a difference between. Well, that's the only way to explain it, right? Because, like yeah. you said, why don't you just force jump the you well, know, you, volcano and leap? I'm uh, sure some uh, did. I mean, why of course, course some did. Yeah. I mean, Yoda did, and Obi Wan did. I mean, Yoda knew that they were going to attack him because like, they were so in tune with the Force. But I mean, not every Jedi is at that caliber, you know, where they could. Well, even in this one, I can't remember now. Don't or even in the Revenge of the Sith thing, they they sense something's wrong maybe a second or two before it's you know, behind them yeah. and that kind of stuff. 
I don't think Obi Obi Wan doesn't. He gets he's riding that thing and they take a pot shot at him and, and they. Well, he's miles away, so he didn't really know what's going to no, happen. If you if you pause it and zoom in, like he uses his hand to deflect the blaster. He does. I totally just made that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm doing that, and there's enough stuff to keep track of. We don't need to be making stuff up that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, they just shoot. They shot his animal. Yoda definitely. He sort of hears the because those two guys give each other a nod, like "Let's go get him," and he definitely sort of is so in tune with the force that he realizes that those two guys now have bad intentions and says, "I don't think so." The yeah. greatest moment, and one of the one of the best moments in Star Wars or whatever, because when kids, you know, that first time, that first fan that watches it that doesn't know that Yoda makes it, kind of thing or whatever. That's yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where. That's where watching it in numerical order could benefit from you because you there's some real tension in terms of they're just killing around Jedi and or old if, crap. Uh, or if Obi Wan makes it because he just falls into that you know water like he got shot down you know like that's if you're a kid watching it for the first time you're like what they killed him <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think that's probably the only difference I would have done if I was that we could all just say this if I was George and I was making Avengers Civ I would have doubled the amount of time at least of Order sixty six stuff happening. Just to get that impact. Certainly, he definitely he definitely um, uh, benefited from. We all knew what uh, you kind of knew what that was, so he didn't have to spend a whole lot of time on it um, because you got the gist of what was going on and that moved the story along. But yeah, we'd like him to see. We'd like to see a lot more of it. I just recently rewatched. the last or no the rise of skywalker with leia passing away and and kind of looking at that from a different kind i'm like well you know how does the lay fan we all knew that they had to address carrie fisher's passing so her going off and Mm. and doing what has to be done whatever maz says whatever it's the only way she can reach her son and we knew what was happening because we knew of carrie fisher's real world and but to a fan watching that there's not a lot of foreshadowing there's not a lot of hint or anything that that leia's you know kind of kind of is like the order 66 thing where it's taking some liberties and taking advantage of of some knowledge out there by the fans that some more time could have spent addressing uh, both of them because i'm like you Stephen. yeah order 66 could have definitely uh, had some more time addressed to it but he was cramming so much into rots it wasn't even funny well, well yeah i like mean it's thing- one of the most significant changes isn't it it's a complete change of mindset and drama and stuff for how things are happening um i think it probably deserved a lot more time than it than it got really i suppose I mean, you do I, get I, the I troopers going into the temple so Sorry? yeah, yeah but i mean it's the, still very yeah. quick and we only see more about what happened in the temple through the uh the the, the cctv um footage which everyone goes to check out we don't really say. I mean, I'm not saying I would. I mean, let's imagine. Let's imagine he quadrupled the amount of time of that, and we just and all we got is PTSD from all the traumatic scenes of all the Jedi dying all over the place. I suppose we'd probably be complaining about that, wouldn't we? Didn't need to see all that. Um, that, that was but, the weird thing about watching Bad Batch, like these couple episodes. Like now the clones are the bad guys, and like I just watched the Clone Wars. You know, and it's been a while since I watched episode three. Um, well, not really, but um, you know, just seeing all the. The cl- now they're hiding from clones. I think that's kind of, it's like kind of jarring a little bit. Like those are the good guys, and now that those are the guys they're they're getting shot at by. I just would like to have seen a lot more of it. Not you so- want to see a lot more jet dead jet. No, no, I mean I know. I was just said I said that, that is that's probably a, to a degree maybe what George was thinking at the time yeah. perhaps that um, it might be a bit too dramatic. Yeah. Seeing lots of well not just show. Jedi die but just seeing absolute you know 
that kind of thing on a what was it a 15 or something like that or it's slightly more than a pg wasn't it the, um, yeah it was a 13 eventually yeah. probably thought that that would probably take it over the line if there was lots of mass yeah, go, and that kind of stuff thinking about it and thinking that those scenes or whatever i think i think he did address what because you know he had ones that were stricken cloaking you know he had ones that were stricken down yeah. while they were flying ones that were stricken down while they were leading a charge and leading their groups of clones or whatever. So, you know, he, he conveyed what was necessary in terms of the clones got the order and turned on their Jedi leader. Yeah. How many more, how many more different ways could you have shown it in terms of, of clones? Just, you would have seen all the various individual ones passing away. Other, but, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Were there any other ways that, that it could have transpired? That it could have, you know, shown. So I think, he, I think he got the point across and, and showed a couple of different ways. Yeah, you had one the starfighter, one in the speeder. You had one walking through the jungle. You had, you know, one marching across that bridge. And, you know, then you, you had, had the kid running from the temple. Charged, you know? They're all charging behind him. All of a sudden, they. Well, stop. I, would have, I think, I think, I think I was. Yeah, the only thing that he could have had was a bit more action inside the temple. Temple, which would have been absolutely crawling with. Um, Jedi, and even with the um, battalion that um, Anakin took in, didn't really seem like enough for the amount of Jedi that would potentially be in that um, temple. You know, not just they like had him all... in front though; he was killing them. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He, he, he couldn't was... get them all. And well, he's Anakin. <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, I know, but I mean, I, 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 yeah, obviously he did get them all, but I mean, we don't see enough of that, I think. Um, and I just would like to see him go into the like the um, the the council room. And takes takes some, have some yeah, that battle kind of and that kind of stuff, something yeah. like that, which I presume is right at the top, wasn't it? Um, it just would have been nice to see. Yeah, let's keep it, let's let's keep away from all the the uh, the, the, the nitty gritty of killing younglings and all that kind of stuff. But it just it would have been nice just to see a bit more inside the uh, the Jedi Temple, I think. Could be another series. Steven wants a real good uplifting uh, movie. Yeah, more more killing of Jedi, please. I want. To... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think there's just something that's. Uh, I think I, I felt yeah, after the Revenge of the Sith, I just felt I just felt a little bit cheated in that bit. That that's the bit that we all knew was coming. Pop, you know, pop. We really want to see. Yeah, uh, yeah. We want to see. Well, we all know you're you're partial to the Emperor. <laughs> you know, I I do lean. I do lean slightly more on the dark side uh, content, it has to be said. Um, but yeah, I would have liked a, bit, a lot more of that. So well, we let's, got, uh, let's turn this on its head and uh, sort of get to a wrapping point or whatever, because we didn't lead off with it or whatever. Um, and, and a quick hit uh, blurb of what did anybody do or, or secure for uh, May the 4th? Uh, recent Star Wars in, in, in our in our since last we chat. Did anybody did you collect it, get, grab anything? I did pick up issue number four of the High Republic, but I haven't read it yet. So. Besides the yeah, besides the stamps. Yeah, that, that, I, I didn't do anything another. on the day apart from obviously the Bad Batch, and uh, I have recently acquired a digital copy of the uh, IDW High Republic comic. I did read a couple more that. chapters of Into the Dark. On the day, on the day itself, yeah, only only <laughs> it was only the Bad Batch episode, and quite frankly, that was a good good enough May the Fourth treat, really. Yeah, did you really pick up well. anything, Ron? Really, really nice, really nice. Um, I like that the Bad Batch was a, a nice long episode. I think it was like yeah, seven, yeah. over an hour or whatever. That was that was quite enjoyable. Um, I, not a whole lot going on. That that May the Fourth is definitely um not as exciting as it used to be. A couple just just removed a couple of years ago. Um, but I did end up going to a Lego store and picking up a Razor Crest because the Lego mm-hmm. store was having a, a free. You know, if you if you got over so many dollars or whatever, you got a free something and if something else whatever and i'd kind of oh, been eyeing that razor crest so i ended up adding that to, to the collection right. 
So I was excited about that. But yeah, the Disney stores used to do a lot of neat promotions, free pins, and the Disney stores near me apparently have closed. I didn't quite realize that. There was one near the Lego mm -hmm. store. So I'm like, well, I'll hit that too. I go over to it and it's like a ghost of a, I'm like, wait, how does a Disney store close? But obviously there was a <laughs> pandemic where nobody could go shopping yeah, and yeah. with expensive rent and everything could be purchased online these days. So it, it kind of does make sense that a Disney, but it was a huge Disney store. I was very surprised to see it. So I went online to look to see, and it just, it, it just recently closed too. It closed like the end of March. So I was like, Oh, you might've well, missed a good closeout deal. <laughs> yeah. probably. <laughs> as much as I'm a sucker for Clarence, uh, any, any star Wars stuff on Clarence. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that I missed it. Cause there was probably some good stuff to be had. Yeah, we'll have another exciting Senate in a month because we'll have some a couple of yeah, uh, more. Uh, we would have had let me see, let's see, we would have had uh one, two, three, four more episodes. Other senators uh wanting to participate because as this show is is good and, and starts a uh, world building, mythos adding, and otherwise changing. People are going to have some questions or otherwise want to discuss it. Yeah, so as I said, we've been two down this this month, but hopefully next month we'll have a, a, a full all our legs under the virtual table and uh, have a good chat on everything some more. Yes, it should be good. Um, okay, folks, thank you very much, everybody. All right, it was absolutely great Senate session, fellas. Okay, right. thank you very much, everybody, and I'll May see you on the other side. Cheers.